0: Hello beautiful people and welcome to the addicted to growth podcast. I am your host, Jean Richard. Okay, y'all. Today I am incredibly excited as you can tell about today's guest. Get ready for this, all right? Marcus Black is a former and pastor and current urban missionary providing leadership and mentoring programs to several inner-city schools through YFC International. He is a best-selling author, internationally acclaimed speaker, life coach, host of the Vitalize podcast, and co-pilot of the amazing Embrace Your Ambition Traveling Faith-Based Personal Development Conference, which is amazing. It is such a movement you have to experience. Recently, Marcus has been named one of USA Today's Top 9 Coaches to help you level up in your life of 2022. What an accomplishment, Marcus. He is deeply dedicated to spreading his message of love, hope, and positivity to the entire world. He has spoken to tens of thousands all over the world. So it is my great honor and pleasure to bring to the addicted to pack po- uh, addicted to growth podcast Mr. Marcus Black
1: Yo 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 what up family hello howdy how are you uh, thank you so much for that incredible introduction I really appreciate it sometimes i listen to all that stuff and I'm like who's she talking about you know but <laughs> you know it it's uh, it's always an honor and humbling to think about the type of things that we are capable of doing not just me but you listening the things you're capable of doing if you become addicted to growth and that's exactly why you are here so you came to the right place if that is what you are about but i just honor you my dear sister for having me and for sharing me with your community and allowing me to come and us have this powerful conversation today so thank you for having me
0: oh you are so welcome and like i said it is truly an honor I am so happy and grateful to have you in my life. You have inspired me more than words can describe. And you are just so infectious. And I know that others in the world need to hear from you. Um, You just, you, you are truly living out your purpose you are truly living out God's plan for your life and is such a beautiful thing that I have experienced. That's what I want for all my listeners. Um, So again, it is, it's an honor. Um, What I would like for you to share, Marcus, is throughout your journey, you know, we we're always growing and learning and changing, which is an amazing, beautiful, great thing. What would you say was a turning point in your life and how has that made you grow?
1: Man, that's an incredible question out the gate. And uh, I actually had this conversation literally earlier today on a radio show, which was really cool. And they were talking about how almost every successful person they've ever encountered has some sort of pivotal moment or this turning point from which their success hinges upon. And so they asked me the same question. And it literally goes back to a situation that I will never forget. It's one of the most pivotal in my life where your boy and Death, uh, we had a dance. So I just tell people Death and I did the tango Mm. and I lived to tell about it. And when you dance with Death, it changes you in ways in which you cannot fathom. You cannot even imagine the way it alters your mind and the way that you move. And so that created an urgency inside of me to let me know that, like, man, life is fragile and it's fleeting and it's but a vapor is here now and gone in a moment. And literally, it's so brief. And it got me thinking about my own mortality and it got me thinking about the mortality of the world. And then it got me thinking about perspective of just how much time we waste. Mm waste time complaining we waste time crying about stuff we can't change we waste time just in this space of feeling stuck in a rut rather than digging 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 trying to find a way out of it Mm -hmm. and that was when i knew that like not only did my life have to change not only did i have to make some different choices not only did i have to move differently i wanted everybody around me to do the same Mm -hmm. i wanted to not let that experience be for nothing but to take that experience package it and so that i can deliver it as purpose so i literally converted my pain into purpose by pouring into others and so yeah that experience was crazy. wow
0: now tell us about that experience what what was that what 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 occurred
1: oh man it's crazy because like every time i tell it it's like i can i literally can feel like i can see it as if it was a movie uh, in my mm. head, and I remember it was a Sunday evening in a, a cool October evening. That's how I started my book, being all dramatic. Mm. And the year 2004. And I had just turned 18 years of age in September. So I was hanging out with some friends at the church. We were getting ready to go to Memphis for a battle of the bands with the youth group. And we got on the church van, would have been cool. But there were some little kids who caught us just before we were about to go. And they were like, ah, we can't. We want to go, we want to go, but there was no room on the bus. Mm-hmm. So we're 18. There's a few of us that are older. And my brother for life, the pastor's son was like, man, we. Just, how about we just drive? So four of us got off to make room for the littles and we drove and trailed them, went up, had a remarkable time. It was incredible, you know, and then we were headed home and on the way home, I remember just cruising along, mellow, the music was good. We were going about 75 miles per hour. So nothing crazy, no drinking, no drugs, no alcohol, just chilling. I'm kind of dozing off, which is cool because I'm not driving, like, you know, just kind of. And I remember like half asleep hearing the loudest explosion that I ever heard in my life, like something exploded. And I had heard about a friend whose car caught on fire while he was driving because his engine exploded. And so that was my first thought is like, the engine exploded. I don't even know if that's a common thing. Probably not, but that's where my brain went. Right. And so I, I got startled. I woke up like, what's happening? And I look at my friend I'm like, yo, what just happened? He doesn't know what happened. Next thing you know, the car starts literally jumping up and down. It starts making all this noise. And then we fly airborne, Dukes of Hazard style, off the highway, 75 miles per hour, like nearing a bridge into this massive ditch. So now we are flying and I am being slapped in my face by glass. My head and neck is being snapped to and fro, hitting the side of the car. Trees are sticking in the car, hitting us. We knocked down about six trees before finally this massive crescendo and it's like, boom. Wow. And in that moment, it just was quiet. All Only thing I heard after that moment was the rushing of like this just hissing noise of like gas, gasoline pouring from a car Mm. and the car the tree almost went completely through the car it smashed the trunk all the way into the back seat and so the car like accordioned we were like scrunched in the metal was all combined it was discombobulated and we were trapped, we couldn't get out none of the doors will open and so I had moment where I took the door off the of hinge lips talking about coming unhinged you know you hear about those stories where like little ladies pick cars up off of babies and stuff it's like one of those moments like I literally took a door they they laugh about wow. it now it wasn't funny in the moment
0: no of course <laughs> so. I had a
1: Hulk moment but I took a door off of like and like got us out and we crawled through and wow getting to the top of that hill all I could think about was like number one, spoiler alert, I'm still here. Like, not only am I still here, all four of us are still here, and we all four walked away, and
0: there's no way
1: anybody was supposed to live through that accident. If you saw that car, nobody walked Like, nobody lived, let alone walked away. Sure. But in that moment, I started to have a lot of questions, because I lost one of my very best friends in this life in a car accident going half the speed, not a year just a little over a year prior
0: mm-hmm. and i
1: started asking god i started wrestling why why am i here why did you take my friend why didn't he get to experience life what makes me so special why am i still here why have i gone through all this pain why have i gone i've been struggling with anxiety since i was nine why have i gone through this we were struggling with poverty in my family growing up in mississippi in a poor state in the union why why don't we have why do we go without mm-hmm. electricity sometimes like it's a third world country why are, is it such a struggle why 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 me and i'm asking this question and i i really got bitter and i really got angry the one passion i had which was my escape from all of the turmoil and chaos and trauma in life was football and after that accident although i walked away there was some damage internally that i mm. me from playing anymore and i lost the one thing that i love more than anything and so now i'm in a position of like well why did that happen Why did you take my one passion? Not knowing, like not even realizing. Like I've been in the church my whole life and there's all these words in an old ancient book, a dusty book that people feel like don't mean a whole lot. But if you live what you read and you really pay attention and allow them to infiltrate your heart, they really transform everything because there's words in this book that says the last time I checked that all things in your life that you go through will come together and work for you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I couldn't see that in that moment. And all I could ask is, why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? And I went on that journey for about two years from age 18 to 20, asking that question. Before Just before my 21st birthday, I had a revelation. And the revelation was, I'm never going to get an answer to that question. And that is because I was asking the wrong question. Mm -hmm. The question was never, why me? But instead, the question was always, what for? Mm. what is it for what is it for son there's a there's a reason and you it's up to you to figure out if you're listening to me if you've been asking that question for any of the struggles that you're facing in your life you asking the wrong question god is not going to answer that question because it's not why me it's what is it for because there Mm. is a purpose for your pain so you can sit and you can wallow in it or you can get up and take steps and be proactive to figuring out what it is because when you do astronomically incredible things happen in your life i get to inspire and pour into people all over the world like literally people who don't even speak my same language with translators and all of that is like influenced and inspired by the pain that i've been able to convert into purpose and even now prosperity and so yeah that that's what happened man uh it, was a funny story
0: what an eye opener. I can't imagine. And definitely nothing short of a miracle for you all to be able to walk away. Wow. I, I just getting chills. You know, that is such a, a dramatic experience. I, I just, I can't imagine. And, and now to, to not be bitter. You know, and think about it. You said, you know, you had a good two years thinking about it and just realizing the right question instead of why me, which so many of us are guilty for, you know, why me, God, why is this happening? And now looking at it as what for, why is this happening? You know, put our needs aside. And instead of saying me, but what for, you know, and and to just let that resonate and and be in, you know, just the, don't stop, keep connecting with God and asking, what is this for? What is this for? Wow, that is just how moving (laughs) I am so grateful for your courage and strength and not giving up and turning it around into God's purpose for your life you know because you took these selfless acts you're enhancing our lives dramatically you know so I am Thank you for being so courageous and being the individual that you are now. Um, would you change anything about that, though, Marcus? You know, a lot of things when we're going through it, like you said, you were asking, why me? Why me? Before you got to the point of realizing what is this for? Would you change any of that? All that pain and hurt?
1: I wouldn't change a singular thing. Um it's it's been incredible to watch God create the mosaic that's been my life Mm. because that was the first instance where I learned but that was not the last and so the next 10 years after that I would go from stumble from one trauma to the next trauma to the next trauma this traumatic experience to that traumatic experience and oh my goodness it was it was all a lot right it was, but every single time, it, it was, okay, so i paint this picture for you. And this is all of us, right? So disciple, the, these are fancy words. People hear those words and you think that means like holy people. No, it doesn't. Disciple literally means stupid. I mean, uh, student. It's a okay. student. Yeah. So all it's saying is that these are people who follow the teaching of their rabbi, the person in which they follow. So you look at the disciples, they were just regular people. They weren't learned people. They weren't educated people. They were literally just fishermen, like which was one of the lowest forms of society there in the service Mm -hmm. industry. And so now here comes Jesus saying, yo, walk with me. Let me teach you some things. Now, Jesus did all these miracles. The mistake that we make is thinking that Jesus did the miracles for the people. The miracles were never for the people. Jesus knew from the time that he entered this earth that he had the where he was going. I'm I'm here for, for a short time. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on a mission and I know what my mission is and I gotta get up out of here. Right. So the greatest, the not only the greatest, the only way to accomplish that mission was to get people to buy in and to mm-hmm. believe. So every miracle he did was not for the people. The miracles were to earn the trust and belief of those who would actually fulfill and carry on the mission after he was gone. So wow. now he is, I'm doing a miracle. I'm doing a miracle. You don't watch me do this miracle. You watch me do that miracle. You watch me feed multitudes, masses. You watch me literally do things that like don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. laws of logic and physics and science, all of that stuff. And yet every single time they came to a new situation, a new adverse situation, they found themselves right back asking, oh my God, what are we going to do? Oh my God, what are we going to do? You probably mm-hmm. sound similar right. to if You're listening, like, you know what that feels like. You feel like, man, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then life smacks you with a tragedy or some type of situation, or you faced with this insurmountable task. And the first thing you do is go to, oh my God, what am I going to do?
0: Yeah.
1: How is this going to work? And then your faith begins to wane. And Jesus kept asking the disciples like, yo, what is it going to take? Like, why do you have so little faith? Mm-hmm. At one point he told them, I'm tired of y'all. Like, Or the end of, a, of uh, but that's because he was getting frustrated. His humanity came out because he and- knew that, It was almost time for him to leave. Like in Matthew 17, it's like time for me to get up out of here. And that's when he healed the demon-possessed boy when the disciples couldn't, and then he could. And it was like, your belief ain't big enough. He's Mm -hmm. like, what's it going to take for your belief to be big enough? And I bring all of that up to say, Me learning from that example said, I don't want to be that way in my life. I have come through ridiculous sets of circumstances. I could tell you the world's greatest sob story 10 times over from my personal lived experiences. But every single thing I've ever been through, I came out on the other side. And that is because of what he was able to do to sustain me and carry me into something else. And so it got to the point where people probably think I'm psychotic. Because in my lowest moment, I'm getting let go of from a temporary job. I don't know how we're going to survive. I don't know how we're going to pay no bills. We don't even have but one car that's not even ours. We're borrowing from a church member. My wife has it. She can't pick me up. They let me go. They pack up my things into, a you know, they pulled a Walmart bag out of somebody's trash can, put my Mm. belongings in it and had security escort me out like I was a criminal for not even my performance, it was just a budget cut. And now here I am with nowhere to go, nobody to call and I'm in a suit in a hundred degree weather walking from downtown down the highway. Jesus. And you would think like, man, that's a guy that's like, hide the rope from him. Like that's a guy that's not okay. Mm. Yet in that moment, I had the biggest smile on my face. And all I was thinking was, oh God, I don't know how you're gonna make this one. But listen, it's like (laughs) almost like this, like, okay, I can't wait to see how this ends. I can't Right, let's
0: go. (laughs) You
1: ever watch a really good movie that like is like you just so into it, it's like a thriller and you're like, Oh, I can't wait to see because you know it's gonna work, but you don't know how you can't wait. That's every time now I find myself in one of those situations. This is how my brain works now. And it's been Uh. wired that way because of how many times he's brought me through before. And I tell that story with the disciples because I decided we're all human, but I didn't want it to be like that. I didn't want it to be like them. I didn't want him to keep asking me like, what is it going to take for you to believe that I got your back? What is Mm -hmm. it going to take for you to believe that I'm going to bring you through? Have I not already earned your trust and your love and your affection by everything I already brought you through? And the answer is yes. And so, yeah, like I wouldn't change a singular thing because now I know that every single one of those things was just his way of proving to me it it was the evidence of the unseen and the substance of the things that I hope and dream for. I've always wanted to make an impact and, and care and love for people, but I didn't know how. And he just moved me right from this situation and right into this situation and gave me a whole bunch of stuff inside of me, an experience that I can use to do exactly what I always wanted to do.
0: That is so beautiful. Your faith is admirable. I mean, I, I, my goal is to have Marcus's faith, (laughs) you know, and, and I'm, I'm getting that way. Like what you said, I can really resonate with as far as when the bad things happen instead of where we would have cried in the past. Now we're like, all right, God, I'm ready. Let's go. We on this ride. Here's a new one. Like come out. let's go. <laughs> let's see how this goes, but this is going to be fun. It's not a tragedy. It's a triumph. Exactly. You know? So I love that faith and to, to just, you know, instill that in others and to share that and show them where they they're lacking and you know don't have the faith um it's just such a beautiful thing once you have it and you know it's something I still work on but you know it's it's a endless process our whole life you know that's why we're here to just keep getting closer and closer to God and experiencing that bond and that spiritual connection and you start to realize all the things on the surface everything here that can be bought you know mentioning how you lost your job y'all were borrowing a vehicle didn't know how the bills all of that was surface things but that is what makes our world go round. But yet you you have that faith, like not even worried.
1: The Bible and says it'll give you a peace that that does not even make sense. It says it surpasses understanding. It means you will have peace in situations and circumstances where it makes no human sense for you to. And this is how, you know, you're growing in your, and that doesn't mean you won't have moments. Like we all have moments. Jesus had his moment where he told God, I don't want to do this no more. Mm -hmm. Like he, he knew like, but in his humanity, when he cried out from the garden, like he understood, I'm not telling y'all this is easy. I'm not telling y'all none of that was easy, but it is a choice. How, How we respond to the adversities we face is a choice. Whether we get up and we get frantic and we want to throw in the towel or whether we just decide, all right, guy, you pulled me through before. All of that is a choice. And I want every single one of y'all to start to default to everything you've ever been through. The next time you face an adverse situation, think about every single person listening to our voice has had at least one time where you feel like, oh, my God, if I could just get through this, I don't know how this is going to work out my life is over. And then it wasn't over. And then it all worked out and you probably had that five times over. And now here you are. And every time we come, like you can save yourself a lot of grief if you just ride it out and see how it's going to work out and see how um, it, it's all going to work together for you for the good of your future.
0: Right. And not it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Yeah, it's it's such a powerful thing. Now you mentioned, you know, you, you had a wife at the time, which you still do, beautiful marriage, but did you find that you really had to ease her mind and soul and know that baby we're gonna be all right? This is okay because i know with things that i go through it kind of we get caught up in the worry of others because we want them to know that they're going to be taken care of but yet we all have to question are we really going to be okay are we you know and people saying, like what's wrong with you like how are we going to live how are we Like, Jean, what are you doing? You you have no job, you were laid off, your car was stolen. You lost your children's father. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, how are you not moving in with family or like, you know, I, I just, I had a lot of people that would tell me when things were going on, like, how are you not so a basket case? How are you not in a mental facility? How are you handling it with young children? It's so hard to, to explain to others and, you know, to just keep that confidence and not let the children worry. And in their eyes, they didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. You know?
1: Yeah, I would say um, number one, one of the greatest revelations you can have is that the life that you live is one hundred percent dictated and determined by the choices that you make, and so adversity, especially when it comes to financial adversity, is the number one determining factor in divorce, like the and cause for it is financial stress and pressure. And so when you face those situations, of course, like both of us come from a lack of stability in many areas of our life. Both of us had a lot of adverse child experiences. Both of us had all of these traumas from our childhood. And so not only are we trying to figure out how to survive and stay afloat, not only are we being dealt all of these horrible hands and cards, uh, but we're also trying to break generational curses and things that we have inherited. And so that is one big recipe for a disaster. If you just go with the flow and that is a choice a very intentional choice that we chose not to make. We chose to communicate often and open. And those, com- the communication in the early days was much more hostile Mm -hmm. uh than it is like i mean now it's rare like i don't even remember the last time we had a disagreement let alone an argument like you know it it, but that is a result of intentional choices we made when things weren't so good and we decided to ride with each other you can allow this is for my couples out there you can allow adversity to drive you apart and just give up and that's what the world is saying to do because it's like easy to do it's it (laughs) You used to be like have to jump through hoops, but now like you can go online and fill out a piece of paper and pay $150 and you can go your separate ways. And and some, there are some instances where people need to do that for the sake of their sanctity, their safety. And I understand that. But on the flip side, you owe it to yourself and each other to, to fight for what you really want and what you saw in each other and not fight with each other, but fight for each other. And we learned, and we had this conversation many years ago to remember who your real enemy is. I told her, like, I started preaching team to her when we were young. I'm like, I, I have played team sports all my life, and the last time I checked, if my teammate loses, that means I lost too. I can't mm. there, I can't win, and my yeah. teammate lose. And you can't win, and I lose. Like, if you lose, I lose.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you I win,
1: that. I win. And so because we started with that foundation, whenever these attacks would come, I would always tell her, you're not my enemy. Like, I know who my enemy is and it's not you, whether they want to use you in this moment. And so there were so many intentional choices we made in that. And then, you know, the world caved in on us a few times over and we just decided to ride with each each other and hold each other down and have each other's back. And so now both of us are chasing our dreams and supporting each other and it's it's a beautiful thing to see but i want y'all to hear if you're listening like number one love does still exist number two like you can have it it, it won't be easy but it's simple it's about mm-hmm. are you willing to sacrifice uh for the person you love the most and if both parties decide that you will sacrifice for the other then both of you will get what you need if i if my goal every day is to serve her above myself, but her goal is the same to serve me above herself. Both of us are being served, supported, cared for, and then we don't have any issues. Like, it's, it's just beautiful to see what it can be. So I wanna give those hope who feel like, who feel hopeless, those who are wanna throw in the towel, those who are ready to give up the ghost. You don't have to give up the ghost, but you will have to have some very intentional conversations that you gotta make some difficult choices.
0: Yes. That's great. I totally agree, Marcus. Um, you know, it's the communication factor and our expectations. And like you said, it, it society makes it so easy for that divorce to happen. Nasty, you know, when we, that nasty D word, divorce, when we all get married, no one wants that. It's our happily ever after. And the other day, I was driving to work and I actually I saw a, a bench for like a bus that had an advertisement on it. Need a divorce, only five hundred dollars. Call us today. I'm like, seriously? Like it it, you know, um. So, like you had mentioned, there are certain situations, which I can attest to, where a divorce was necessary. You know, you do need to look out for yourself. If you're in an abusive situation, that's one thing. But if you're simply, you know, disagreeing on certain things and you're being hit with adversity, you need to communicate. You need to remember. What brought you two together? And I love the analogy that you gave of a team, you know. If my team loses, that means I lose too. And vice versa. I love that. And that's what we really all need to remember, you know.
1: Are you guys Saints? Are you guys Saints fans? Yes. I figured you were. So That would be like when Drew Brees was the man running around New Orleans, if he won the MVP, but the team lost in the first round of the playoffs is like, he wouldn't be sitting around here. Like, yeah, I'm glad that's cool. But his heart was feel grieved because they missed out on the actual goals. Like my teammates lost, so I didn't really win. So it's like, you know, just really thinking through like, what does it look like for everybody to win? And getting everybody on the same page what the goal is what is the win defining the win and that's not just for married people that's for any relationship you have like you know if you have people in your life and you are in this life lucky to get a couple of really solid friends and relationships like what does it look like for both Mm -hmm. of you to win and to really support each other and to communicate with clarity and uh, you said the key word eliminated expectations yeah because that is a recipe for frustration the gap between reality and expectation is frustration and if you want to mm. limit the frustration you got to close the gap and i just don't even have expectations like I just want you to be you. And that's for all my relationships. People apologize if they don't perform for me because they we live in that type of society and culture where if you don't not performing for people and catering to everything they want, then all of a sudden like you're not valuable and you feel bad. You feel guilty. And I'm like. I don't have expectations of the people in my life. Like many of you know, like I'm connected to Trent Shelton, that's my brother. I love him to death yeah. and I, the world needs him for a lot of things. And I tell him all the time, like, he's like, man, use me, use me for this, use me for that. I'm like, bro, I don't have, I don't expect nothing from you. If I ask him for something, you can say, no, you can't do it. And I don't feel no type of way. I'm like, I'll get like, I don't have, yeah. so I'm not going to be walking around here salty and frustrated because I don't have the expectation.
0: Exactly. Make sure all your relationships, whether they're romantic or friendships, like you mentioned, aren't conditional relationships. Unconditional relationships is what is truly a relationship. You know, if you're, you know, your friendship or your marriage is based on what they do for you and vice versa that's not a true friendship marriage relationship so yes find those individuals in your life that love you support you they're there unconditionally and um you know that that's hard for us to to learn and i feel very fortunate that when I was growing up, I realized that in my teens, a lot sooner than many of my friends. Um, And today with social media, everybody wants to compare themselves to one another, you know, um, the brands, the, you know, the looks. And again, all that is material things. That's conditional things, you know, well, like, I don't know if I could be friends with her. Where does she live? Like the things that over here, like in a grocery store and stuff. Like, oh no, she don't live in a gated community. Like, oh. like, what is going on with the world? You know. And again, all that is conditional love, conditional relationships. So, I think it is just so beautiful how. You and your beautiful wife, Rachel, are on the same team and raising two beautiful young boys. Um, it's just such a great thing. And how you mentioned changing that generational, you know, upbringing, um, you know, getting rid of that. It's not a generational curse. Perf- oh, I'm. a lot of people say that too. Like, oh, well, you're not ever going to be anything. Look where you came from. And we get caught up in that, you know, and start to question, well, are they right? You know, what do you, what do you think about that? Like if people like, you're not ever going to be anything. You, you came from this, you know, walk of life. Who do you think you are?
1: Literally this Tuesday, I sat in the school in front of about 125 students who are in the inner city from the most urban environment plagued by all of the social ills within our country. I could go down the list Mm -hmm. from gang violence, teen pregnancy, homelessness, like drug infested neighborhood, like all of crime or high crime. I mean... And these are the children who are feeling like hopeless who are feeling like learning, like in psychology, there's a term called learned helplessness to where you don't want to be helpless. But it's like your environment and situation has conditioned you that there's nothing I can do to transform this. And so I get to stand before them every week. And I even have sometimes teachers. I, I do not by any stretch consider myself to be nowhere near famous. But for some reason, the people in my community think that I am. And so the teachers are like, what are you doing here? Like, why? Like, you all over the world. Why do you keep coming here? And I'm like, I don't care how big I get or where I'm at. I'm going to always come back here because I represent hope. Like, Mm -hmm. that's is one of my, like, one of my biggest influences in one of his songs. He said, like, tell me, where have you ever represented hope where the hopeless were at? Ooh. And so I get to go in and represent hope oh, and, and the court to answer your question. What I'm always telling them is like, I don't care where you come from. Like whoever told you that you can't flip the script and change the game for you and your family and your legacy lied to you. And you can tell them I said it like it it is going to all come back to the choices you are willing to make. And I tell them the choices to make are simple, but they are not easy. We equate mm-hmm simple and easy like they are synonymous and simple and easy is two different things yeah easy means like it came with no pressure no stress it was just easy simple is like a b c one two three that's simple but putting those numbers together it's not always easy and so you're gonna have to make some choices to distance yourself from some people. I got my belongings. I packed all my clothes in two trash bags and hopped in a car and drove halfway across the country, found a little school who would take me, took out loans, which I'm not saying you should do that, but I just found a way to switch the game. And that was the greatest decision I could have ever made because I didn't have anybody. I had no safety net. It was sink or swim. And I had to learn how to build a new way, free of all the things that had been holding me back and taking me captive. And so what I Tell you is ain't there's no credence or stock to where you come from. Don't matter where you come from. They said the same thing about Jesus. Can any good thing come from where he from? Ain't nothing like you talking about this dude, the Savior. He can't be not if that's where he from. That's right. what the people thought. And that part of the reason God initiated the plan that way was so you know you don't have no excuse. It don't matter where you're from. It don't matter how you enter this world. Don't matter what resources you have. I don't care how many followers you got. I don't care if your clothes came from the goodwill. None of that matters. What matters is the choices you are willing to make and the steps you are willing to take to change the game, flip the script and build a life you love to live.
0: I love that. I love that. And what's really gonna stick with me that got me was you bring hope to the hopeless, you know, and that made me think of love to those that aren't loved. just providing what we're lacking, turning it, flip the script, turning it around into the opposite. Okay. There's no love here, or we're going to pour and pour and pour it in and overflow with love. There's no hope. There's no faith. We're going to pour in all that faith, pour in all that hope. That's just, I love that. That's so true. And it's just so, it's simple, but we don't realize that. And we don't, I don't, you know, until I heard you say hope to the hopeless and go into the inner city schools where that's, you know, all these children know the rough environment they're in. And just like, it doesn't matter. Like, you got this, you know, you can do it providing that. hope oh, that's such a beautiful thing that you're doing, Marcus. And I, I can't imagine just the impact that you're giving those children. It's such a beautiful thing. We need more Marcuses in this world. <laughs> such a beautiful thing. Um, I would like to ask you, what would you, like to be remembered for? When your days on this earth, (laughs) we go with our heavenly father, what would the Mr. Marcus Black like to be remembered for? Um.
1: (laughs) Forgive me as I gain. You know, my composure.
0: take your time.
1: I think uh you know it it really it will always hit me deeply because when you come from great adversity, right? Great pain, great trauma, all of these things. <laughs> there comes a point in time where you do wonder and you question like, if it'll ever be worth it, if if what's the point? And this is like, you know, in my younger years that I wonder, and the way it becomes worth it is when you choose to give pain a purpose. And Ooh. so, you know, the last part of this conversation it really has me in a a place of almost overwhelm just that um, how powerful and incredible God is that we all have a choice and we all get an opportunity to be a vessel right Mm -hmm. but for me It's about saying that every single day I found a way to make at least one person's life better. Every single day i looked for opportunities to spread hope in life, often in the places where there is no hope.
0: Yeah, the darkest. Where
1: people feel like life is over. And so I want to be remembered as a person who didn't play by the rules of the world, but, but, and didn't play the game, but changed the game. Mm. I want to be remembered as a person who lived full, who loved hard, and who served fully. I like pour every ounce I had back into building up my family, both uh, my nuclear family, both inside my home and my family all around the world by just spreading love, hope, joy, positivity, and, and the principles that Jesus left for us to do, like, I often tell people, like, you don't always see me quoting the Bible and preaching. And although that's something I can do, yeah. But my goal is not so much to tell to tell people all about Jesus. My goal is to be Jesus to people. Yeah. It is to be the literal hands and feet in the continuation of the way that he walked the earth so that people get that experience. And when they ask how I can ultimately even point them back in that direction. So, it, you know, it, it it's a beautiful honor to still be here, to still be on the planet, to be walking out that mission. And, and the most beautiful thing is that we all have that same opportunity, which is why you're going to find me in all four corners of the internet world, mm-hmm. like yelling and screaming and like all of that is to wake up the world and to create the urgency within every individual so that you don't absolve yourself of the responsibility you have to do the same thing to create an impact and a legacy that outlives and outlasts you because you can.
0: Woo! Yes, and that is what connected me to you, you know, pouring your heart and soul into others just I heard you on Trent's podcast and I was like you gave me such life Marcus and this was almost two years ago i lose track of time I don't know if it's been two or three but I was like I need more of this in my life I need more of this in my life found you on YouTube and I was addicted to your podcast so You are definitely, without a doubt, um, just encouraging the world, encouraging the world. So it's such a beautiful thing. And I can go on and thank you forever for that. You've truly changed my life, made me question a lot of things and set up boundaries, live in God's purpose for my life. So thank you for sharing your heart with me and all our listeners here. Um, Very impactful, so impactful. And um, I thank you for that so much. Um, Now I have two little fun questions for you. All right, what is something on marcus's bucket list and
1: why Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) well i actually would love to travel to every united nations and united nations country so like i think there's 195 of those it fluctuates Okay. Sometimes it's 195, sometimes it's 193. But I want to go to all of those. And then I want to speak on every continent on the planet, including Antarctica. So, and that just continues to be like, you know, fulfilling my mission and my purpose and just reaching everywhere I can, like taking hope where the hopeless is.
0: Right. Is what I really
1: want to do. And I just love new experiences. I love new cultures. I love to see, you know, the world. And so, something I truly enjoy.
0: I love that. I love that. And lastly, if you could ask one question to anyone in the world that are alive, who would it be and what would you ask?
1: Hmm, that's a great that's an incredible question. And uh, you know, I, I've thought about that a few times. That that's really hard because there's so many incredible, you know, thought leaders. Um, Probably, the one I don't know, the one swimming around my head right now is just Martin Luther. And you look at the history of the world at the point where there were no denominations, all Christians were Catholic because if you weren't, you was going to die. We're going to kill you, mm-hmm. if, you don't, if you don't rock with us. And then when it started, when the corruption started to bleed in and it started to be like, you know, you paying to get your sins forgiven and all of this stuff that God never intended it to be. And then thus Martin Luther coming with the 95 Theses and like what was going through your mind when you wrote that? Mm. And, And what gave you the ultimate courage to go and nail that to the door of the cathedral? Like what in the world? And and. How did you envision that ending before you ever took the steps? Like cuz I don't know if he could have known that that was going to trigger the Protestant Reformation and thus the spiritual world as we know it today. Like mm. maybe he did. So I would love to have that conversation.
0: That's a, that's great. That's really good. Yeah. There's so many things that go through my mind when you say that. Like yeah just the car everybody
1: thing. was dying like for if you say anything you we just gonna get rid of you right and so to come do that publicly and nail that to the door like what in the world did you have going on in your mind and i don't know it, it just really makes because like again yeah. the, the the spiritual world as it pertains to christianity as we know it was literally shape-shifted after that after the Reformation, mm-hmm. after you know the missionaries came here and with and mm-hmm. created like everything we do and practice is a direct result of his choice. So right. okay. we all have sometimes we have opportunities to show up courageously to change the game for the entire world, and we don't because of fear, all the different things. I was just want to know what was going on in this verse.
0: Right, right. He stood up no matter what, let go of that fear of judgment, let go of that fear fear of what if and just stood up for the right thing that's great oh i'm getting chills marcus that's pretty good well i want to thank you so much for being here with us and i want to give you a minute to let everybody know where they can find you and your book um All the handles, I'll also put them in the show notes. So tell our listeners, where can they get in touch with Mr. Marcus Platt?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So listen, I'm like Visa. I think it's Visa. I'm everywhere you want to be. One of them. I don't remember which one it is. It's Visa. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say everywhere you want to be. I'm all over the place. So you can find me wherever you like to hang on social media, all social media at M Black Speaks, including Clapper, which is a new social media apparently, but What's they tell it me it's called Clapper, and okay. it is it is hard to explain. It looks like TikTok, but it also has a clubhouse feel because they have radio shows, which is like a clubhouse room. But you also can go live like Instagram and post videos. So it's like TikTok slash Insta, it's like kind of like the best of all of them. But a lot of yeah. people are flocking there in masses to, um, in case something goes down with TikTok. So that's kind of. But you just have to be very intentional, like anywhere else. So there's some some settings and stuff you got to play with to block certain content because they are all about letting people do and say whatever they want. Uh, but once you get your algorithm set, it's been really positive, really warm, really clean. Uh, for me there are people who have some not so clean experiences so i'm just letting you know like you're gonna find what you're looking for <laughs> um but also instagram is the best place to reach me at mblackspeaks okay. so you can check me out there i have mblackspeaks.com of course the book asleep at the wheel taking back control of your life i tell that story in depth about you know flying off the highway you can check it out as well and then, yeah, if you want to send me a message, holler at your boy on IG. And then I'm on Twitter, all the places. Like, you can find me on every social media at In Black Speaks. And uh, looking forward right. to getting the notes on y'all. Thank you so much for having me. You are
0: welcome. And the book is on Amazon. Where can, can they get search it,
1: yeah, for it? Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. If you just type a sleep at the wheel, it's going to give you a country music group. So you got to type Marcus and sleep oh. at the wheel. Okay. And then
0: you'll find it. Great awesome love it and it's a great book i have two copies gave my daughter one loved it cried oh my god mom (laughs) but um so y'all need to check it out um follow marcus if you don't already and like i said marcus it has been such an honor and such a pleasure to have you here with us and I am so grateful thank you very very much for being here with us and pouring in pouring into our hearts thank you and addicted to growth podcasts don't forget to hit follow so you do not miss an episode and until next time keep growing see you later